I don't know, gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, geeks, geeks, and nerds alike. It's this week's Gaming Face Punch Gaming Roundup with me, your wonderful host, Gareth, and my stalwart, Nigel. Say hello, Nigel. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining. And more importantly, as I start all these podcasts off with, what have you been playing? Uh, a bit of GTA. Um, not much, really, to be honest, but GTA 5. I, I know it's been out quite a while. It's been, it came out of PS3. Mm-hmm. PS4 and now PS5. You're just a little bit behind times. I know. What can I say? Nothing else is really piquing my interest at the moment. I played a little bit of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, but I, it's not. I don't get the same feel as I did with the first game, but I'll go back to it eventually. Okay. I've been playing The Last of Us Part 2. I finished oh, cool. off Borderlands 3 and I started playing Last of Us Part 2. I promised myself I wouldn't buy it, so someone gave it to me. I've actually got that. It was in the sale mm. um, on the PS5. It was PS5 version uh, on the sale, and I paid uh, very, very little for it. I think it was about eight quid or something. Mm. So I thought, ah, eight quid for a game with that many hours gameplay in it? Mm. Yeah, I'll buy that. And I bought it, and I haven't yet downloaded and installed it. What's your thoughts? Don't like the story. I do like the game. Game-wise, I like it, but the story, I just I can't stand. That was... There's... I watched it when it first came out. I watched people play it on YouTube to see if it was something that I would be interested in playing, to see if it was similar to the first game. The story in the first game is fantastic. I do really like that. Um, and everything we heard about the story in the second game before it came out actually sort of came to fruition, which is a shame. Mm. It's a storytelling. I've always found Naughty Dog prior to that, their storytelling was fairly decent, actually. And this sort of, I feel they just went too far. It, right. The, the thing that got me off is, is they, they ripped off the whole Glenn Death Negan thing from The Walking yes. Dead. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, that's the one thing The Walking Dead that probably annoyed me the most. It did. That's the thing that put me off The Walking Dead the most as well. So it's like, let's pick the thing that's most controversial. And it's like, and the worst thing is, is if they, if they would have built it up to some kind of betrayal, he rescues her, the the, the Abbey character, brings her back to, to Jacksonville, wherever they call it, yeah. They become friends, they go out and do the, the bits, but every so often you've got the feeling that she's going to stab him in the back, yeah. She saves his life a couple of times. And then when you think that they've made an emotional connection of sorts, she then betrays him, then kills him. Then, because that would have had a much, and she still could have done the thing with the the golf club, yeah, uh, that would have worked. But there's no, there was no build up to it, so it just it, seems it like some rando has come out of somewhere and killed Joel. Yeah, and I know there's I mean, a story behind her, and you find out later. But the way it's done is not very good storytelling. No, I I've saw the way it happened. I've I've, I've watched it, and yes, when I play the game, I will play through it. And yeah, it was it was like oh, they've just initially met. He's helped her escape. They find themselves in this uh, warehouse and her colleague, not colleague, her, her t party yeah. are there also. And that's when they sort of realised, oh, his name's Joel. It must be him. Rather yeah. than 
figuring out if it really is him. Uh, again, missing story bits. That's, there's, there are beats missing there in story. Because if you'd have gone to Jacksonville, talked to him, established it was him, yeah, that would have worked better. And it's like, and, okay, fair enough. She, then, she, and then the whole yeah. figuring out how can I do this, I gain his trust, I go on raids, I'm doing things with him, I gain his... And then the opportunity might arise where he's in a situation and needs my help. Mm. Slam. I can do it mm. then. Blame it on the zombies, walkers, but, whatever they call them. But the, but, the, but the twist would be that she rescues him and then finishes him off later because she again becomes angry with herself for actually saving him. And then she gets conflicted and makes the character more interesting. But the, the story thing is, is annoying. And it does. And the worst thing is, spoiler warning for people who haven't played it, um, you don't get a killer at the end, so you get fucking no, Negan repeated again. So Negan, you want to see Negan's brain smashed in by Rick? Doesn't happen. No, I saw the ending too. I did. I I did skip to the end, and I I thought that's a disappointment. Actually, mm. I know you get to play as her for quite a big chunk of the game. It's fine, yeah. but it is it is a disappointing ending. It's quite a unsatisfactory ending. Yeah. It's it's a height of fucking unsatisfying. I'll be honest with you. Um, but I know they it, were trying to end this whole. I do one over on you. I get one back. I get one, and then somebody it, else if, gets their revenge, and somebody else. Get, they were trying to yeah, probably get. If what they if they wanted to do that, what they could have done, they could have had Ellie get her revenge, and then she becomes an outcast. Yeah, for doing that. And, and that's the price she pays, and then that's where you leave her in the second game where she's been on her own for a while. And she's like what Joel was at the beginning of the first game where he's a curmudgeon and he has to learn to 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 to, to let people in, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I could, I have to finish it off and maybe we'll have a, a proper long talk about it. Maybe will, you need to play it too and I we can actually have a nice in-depth conversation. I will play because to be fair, the game looks beautiful. It, 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 some... it, looks, it looks stunning. From what I saw, it looks stunning. So, there are some, there are some bits, scenery bits. It's mostly scenery, which is like low polygon count, uh, especially in Jacksonville. I haven't seen so much outside Jacksonville, but when you'll notice in Jacksonville, but as soon as you get out of Jacksonville, it's not as, not as much of an issue. Anyway, I think it's time we go on with our first story, if I remember. <laughs> So, uh, August PlayStation Plus um, lineup for the essential tiers has been unveiled. And what are we getting? We're getting a game called Death's Door, an indie gem from 2021, an isometric adventure uh, game uh, featuring uh, a crow protagonist, if I can say that correctly, in a beautiful, mysterious world. It draws comparison between legend. Uh, oh, I was doing so well! And then I just fluffed it. Can we do it? <laughs> we can. And on that note. Only the podcast listeners know. Um, so, PlayStation Plus essential free games for August have been unveiled. And we're looking at Death Store, an indie gem game from 2021. It's an isometric adventure game featuring a crow protagonist uh, in a beautiful, mysterious world. Um, and it's com being compared to Legend of Zelda series, which, face it, a lot of things. Between that and Dark Souls, 
they kind of get compared a lot. Uh, then you've got Dreams, a uh, unique green games creation tool by Media Molecule, the people who brought you Little Big Planet. Um, they, uh, they, even though they announced they were going to be stopping support for Dreams um, with updates up to, up to September the 1st, the game has a vast labor, library, library of user-generated content. Uh, it's... Uh, platform is the limit of your imagination so uh you can create games to be honest with you i want to give that one a go i'm just going to run up creating weird crappy platforming games but hey and then we've got pga tour 2k23 i don't know why it can't be 2023 but it's two it's 2k2023 it's apparently it's a standout golf simulation game uh with the return of tiger woods um, I didn't know he went away, but then again, I don't pay PGA. <laughs> it offers an iconic mix of uh, real-life PGA pros and various game modes. also has uh, a feature of robust course creators. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and thousands of user-generated courses. I kind of like that. That was one thing I did. That was one thing that Halo did when they had they brought out the Forge mode, which was really cool. Um, so all, the, all PS Plus members will get this... Um, about uh, 1st of August. Um, they also remind you to claim your current PS Plus games, which are Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which I might give a go because I'm not paying for. Alan Wake Remastered. Um, I recommend you play that night. And there's a third one, which I haven't got listed down. And I know that because I downloaded it the other day when I was checking on the on the PlayStation Plus things, but that's not on my notes, unfortunately. So, Nige, what are your thoughts? Um Actually, uh, yes, Dreams does sound interesting, for sure. I think I'll give that a go. Uh, also, if Death's Door really is an indie compared Legend of Zelda game, then I will definitely give that a go. Now, PGA Tour 2K23, when they said a return of Tiger Woods, I think he's in it every year, and that is probably why it's the return of Tiger Woods, because he's returned for the following year and the year. <laughs> That's what I think they mean by the return. But honestly, I'm not really into golf games, and I've never bought one. So actually, why not give it a shot? It might act, You might actually like it. I, the only golf game I was into was uh, there's a golf game on the Wii. I can't remember what it was, like Mario Golf, top, I think, on the golf, Wii. Top I can't run. No, top. We golf. We golf. We golf. Um, well, probably we golf. Nintendo. Golf. I think I enjoyed anyway. that on the Wii. Yeah, because you got to do the the, the motion with the yeah. the Wii mote, which I think made it a lot more entertaining. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I know you like you. You one of your things you do like catching up on on these free games that are given away. Um, by um, what do you call it? Uh, both Microsoft and Play uh, PlayStation. Yeah. So yeah, it's um that oh that was the other one. Endling Extinction Forever. I have no idea what it was. So that's the game. So the three games that you need to pick up are the, the Alan Wake remastered, Call of Duty Black Ops. Well that's actually a pretty good month. I can't believe we missed that actually. That's a really good month. Alan Wake. I recommend you play Alan Wake. I played it on the three sixty, enjoyed it on the three sixty. I think I'm gonna play it on the PS5. Um it's it's Stephen King ish, but yeah, it's it's good. But yeah, definitely get that. I have um, I have added all of those three to my library, so I can download as and when I want. Awesome. It's uh no, it's it's, it's a good one. But yeah, get your PS Plus games now before uh before they go. And uh, yeah, I think it's time we moved on to our next story.
Babster, I'm going to ruin Starfield. Oh, he's not here. What Crap. a shame. Oh, a shame. Um, Starfield's first error. Um, <laughs> Starfield's first error has been found, making the game literally unplayable. Fans joke. Um, so, a humorous error has been discovered in the highly anticipated Starfield game. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, and fans have jokingly deemed the game literally unplayable due to this minor mistake. Uh, the error in question is in the game item, specifically a gun. It has a typo on the label. It reads, instead of read, so it says, instead of reading state of the art, it reads state of the art. Um, there have been some funny fan reactions for this uh, on social media. Uh, one out of five, literally unplayable. Pre-order cancelled. Ugh, I was so excited for this game. Baps to mate, there's spelling errors in it. There's spelling errors in the game. It's not going to... Just just, just give up. It's not going to be good. <laughs> I love winding them up over that. Oh, I love it. I love gaming fans. They're brilliant. Yeah, especially when they're doing silly things like this. That always makes me oh, enjoy yeah. it. It's like the... Like the thing with the, the cupcakes for Mass Effect 3, when they sent them a load of cupcakes. I like that. That's Don't troll them online. Just send them cupcakes. Change the bloody ending. Much more persuasive. I'm sitting there going, oh, oh, oh. It's like, it's the message is underneath the cupcakes, so everyone removes as them all. Just, just, uh, as they get to the bottom of the cupcake, it says you suck at the bottom. Because it? <laughs> <laughs> you cock the ending up. But yeah, it's uh, I, I have my concerns about Starfield. Um... Spelling error. Okay, cool. Everyone makes a spelling error. If you saw the uh, remastered GTA stuff, where they used AI to to build all this, to, to, to rebuild all the scenery and stuff, they didn't check all the AI sign, all the signs that the AI had processed, and there were lots of um, errors. Shall we say not spelling errors, but just errors that just contextually in the world of Grand Theft Auto didn't make any sense. But I want this game to be good. But I've played Fallout 76. I think that's the best way of describing that. I'm hoping. And I hope what I'm hoping is that they have learned from the release of 76 and built on that. That's my hope. And yeah. let's let's wait and see on that. Because I'm I'm gonna download it because it's on Game Pass. I've I've got Game Pass. I will so download I it, I will play it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm in the weird state where, because I've got the S upstairs and the X downstairs, I'm going to put it on both because so, I can do swap play. So I can play downstairs and the wife goes, get off the TV. Oh, fair enough. Go upstairs, play on the S. Um, so I, I, um, it better be good. It better not be boring. That's my that's my worry. It's going to be boring or it's going to just something's not going to be right. Or it, well, even I say, I say boring, it's going to be buggy is my, my big concern because that's it. Um, I, I, my... I say concern, and obviously there's over a thousand planets. Ten percent of them have life on them. The rest of them are to get resources from, and I don't know what else. Maybe build a base. Can you build a base in this game? I don't know. If they copy No Man's Sky, it's going to have to be. You have to have base building on it for crying out loud. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, that's my only concern. There, there's so many planets with very little life on, what are you doing on these other planets? Are you going down to a planet, finding out there's nothing there for you, wasting your time and then going off? I, but does I'm, it waste your fuel to get down there to then find no resource? I don't know if they have that sort see, of mechanic in the game yet. See, my, my, my thing is is that 
if you've got like raider bases on the planets yeah or agent alien artifacts it'd be dead world with something hidden on it yeah yeah that would be interesting um yeah dead world with something that you might be able to use to further the adva- advancement of your ship or the army or whatever or something that'd be cool uh, uh, yeah so just uh Starfield sets release on 6th September. Uh, Bethesda have been revealing more details about it, including the game's information that you can join various faction branching paths and even have the ability to play as a space samurai, um, which will be interesting. Um, despite the humorous ty- typos, Bethesda's Todd Howard, yes, Todd, 16 times the detail, four times the map size, and distant weather systems. Um, it says Starfield has undergone extensive playtesting and will have the fewest bugs that Bethesda has ever shipped with. Cheers. That one's getting clipped. That's getting clipped. Fingers crossed this is going to be good. I am just tempering my expectations because if it is poor and it's not very good, then at least you're less disappointed. Bugs. I'm going to be less disappointed, but I've, had, I've, 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 I've been stung before, Nige. I have been stung before. Um, so yeah, and uh, we'll go on we to the have. next one. I'm oh, sorry, next story. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> this one is yours. Sony has unveiled a limited edition Spider Man PlayStation 5 console and matching accessories pre-orders open now for you eager fans to snag this exclusive design so what does the bundle include you get a disc equipped ps5 with spider-man themed design a digital digital code for marvel's spider-man 2 and a matching dual sense controller and uh, you can get it for just under 600 dollars but if you've already got a PS5, you can actually get the themed uh, cover separately. Yeah. Or I, I'm sure you'll be able to get the DualSense controller as well if you've already got the game. So it's they've got some they got some bits on here. So let's just hang on a second, guys. Want to see if I can zoom in on this? Will it let me? No, it's taking me to a different page to try and pre-order it. Oops. Go, go down. Go down. Oh, there we go. So we've got the cover, console cover there. Yeah, so I wonder if I can zoom in on that. Let's zoom in. So got console cover. I'll be honest with you, I have all of it. I'll probably buy it by a console cover because that's... The console cover cool. is pretty sweet. It's It looks to be priced at $65. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm a little disappointed that they're giving you the um, the digital copy and not like a steel book one with a disc in. Yeah. That would be bit... nice. That would give you a nice. disc version console, but not a disc version disc. of the game. Yeah, I know why they're doing it because it just saves them whatever it is the four pound it costs to create the disc. Um, but and it's ironic because Sony, I'm a physical man for discs and stuff with Sony, but not with Xbox, which I always find we've had the conversation before where we find it a little weird that uh, Sony associate with owning a disc, but Xbox is download everything. But yeah, these. Uh... What do you th- what do you think about that uh, controller? It's pretty smart. It's um, for those on the podcast. It is black on the left hand side, little spidey symbol 
on the touchpad and then it gradually goes into uh, a red using like the symbiote tangles things the little tendrils and stuff yeah i just want to point, point something out nigel you just offended a ton of comic book fans there because that's not the spider-man symbol that's the venom symbol oh is that venom that's venom you can tell i'm not um, <laughs> it's fine as don't much worry of a nerd as you <laughs> <laughs> don't worry no one's judging you apart from me <laughs> so uh the venom symbol is in white and so are the buttons and the d-pad is in black because it's on the left hand side it looks smart does it does look cool and it's one of those things where if you get it as a collector's item i'm sure it'll be good so uh next story Please let that thing ring for too long. Um, I need to go in there and, and sort it out. So, um, Nintendo Switch 2 potential uh, release in early 2024. Um, we've covered rumours of a Switch Pro, Switch 2, and other things too. Um, so it, it's I'm, I'm a little sceptical. Um, the speculation uh, comes from... Uh, a company called PixArts Financial Reports, Chinese manufacturer PixArt, uh, known for providing components for Nintendo's Joy-Con sensor and other consoles like the Wii and Wii U, mentioned in their financial report that they are supplying parts for a new console from a Japanese company um, set to release in 2024. Unless the Sega Dreamcast 2 is coming out, it's either them or Sony. And there is rumours of a Sony PlayStation 5 Pro and a PlayStation 5 Slim. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want either. I'm quite happy with my PlayStation at the moment. Yeah. Um, while uh, Pixar didn't explicitly name Nintendo Switch, it's highly probable that they're referring to Nintendo uh, as the only uh, major Janu Jan January Japanese. They're all Januaries now. A Japanese gaming company that hasn't released a, a new system in recent years. Um, there are some other bits of evidence too. So there's a, there's a company called, oh, this is where I butcher it, uh, Hong Zong, uh, which um, ma uh, manufactures metal cases, also hinted at uh, an early release in 2024 for the next Nintendo Switch. So I think it's in pronounced Hong Jung. Hong Jung. Hong Jung. Hong Jung. That and Polish. If it's a Polish name, I'll spot, I butcher them. Terribly butchered them. But you can give me an Indian name. I'm probably better off pronouncing an Indian name than the, than that or a Polish name. So it's I'm so part of me is like kind of is it going to be the Nintendo Switch U? Because <laughs> they did that with the bloody Wii U. Um, My Nintendo seem to be going through this thing where they do good console, pretty rubbish. Good console, pretty rubbish. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. The Wii was fantastic. It, even my wife is completely non-gamer. She won't really play games at all, ever. But with the Wii, she was playing with us all the time. It was great, fantastic. It, it she got was people... weeing every... Your wife was weeing everywhere. Is that she what you're was saying? Weeing, weeing everywhere. <laughs> Literally. Please, please be the clip. Please be the clip for the, for the shorts. <laughs> Nigel's wife weeing everywhere. <laughs> she was weeing in our front room, over in your front room, 
when <laughs> Keith came over. <laughs> it was fantastic. But when the Wii U came out, no, not interested. It, I don't. It, it was too clunky. You had that really crap screen on a bloody controller. What were they thinking? But this one, they've refined the Wii with the Switch, and I quite like. I like it. Um, I have held off buying one because I just don't know when I'd be able to fit it into play. To be honest, yeah, no, I I was thinking about. I've been thinking about buying one. It's like I'm, I'm gonna have to, as part of my job, I'm gonna have to start flying out to other countries, and part of me is like, kind of get a get a Nintendo Switch. You can sit there and play it in your hotel room when you're bored and on your own. Yeah, you can. Um, so. So interesting. It's something that I think we're going to keep an eye on, for sure. Yeah. Just to to throw in there, the Nintendo have been stum about the whole thing. Um, in May, uh, Nintendo president oh, here goes me with my Japanese name. Shintaro. Furukara. It's Japanese, not Chinese. It's yeah. Just, yeah, Furukara. Thank you, Deutsch. Uh, mentioned no new hardware would be launched before the end of the current fiscal year, which concludes on the 31st of March 2024. And there are also rumoured to be... There's rumours of dev kits out in the world uh, with select developers, mainly Nintendo developers, but... That's a, that's a hint. It's like the bloody... Remember the Metal Gear thing? Actress, uh, sorry, voice uh, singer comes out because I'm re-singing the, the Metal Gear theme tune. I'm sorry, okay, cool. And they go, oh, no, there's no Metal Gear 3 remake because they relabeled it to Metal Gear Delta so they could deny Metal Gear 3. Very clever, guys. Very clever. Um, I'll remember that for next time when someone denies it. So if they say there's new, no console, I don't know. It's they're pretty good when it comes to their hardware. They're, they're great at capturing a market. I, it, they are. It's weird because I would describe them maybe 10 years ago as being closer to Disney in the kind of video game world where they've got a family-friendly yeah. kind of feel to everything. And that and, is why there's Nintendo yeah. World. In Universal. In Universal. Because <laughs> Universal recognised that and went, quick, quick. Um, and then they've got the, the Mario movie and stuff like that. I think um, I think it's true. It's I think it's true. I do it's think a, it's true. It's I think it'll get announced. It'll get announced. It'll get announced mid-March next year. That's what I reckon. And the reason it'll get... Mar- 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 announced mid-March next year is to get people excited because when they have the financial results come through and the new, the new console come through, their stock's going to go through the roof. That's what they're doing. Very clever. Mm. I like it. So uh, if you're watching this uh, video on YouTube, uh, message down below and tell us what it is you think is going to happen. Do you think Nintendo are going to create a new console? Are they going to release one soon? Next year, maybe. 2025? Next, next, next year, April. We'll get an announcement. It'll probably be next year, April, or next year, September, November. November? So April or November next year. Hmm. That's when I put money. Because I may delay it so they can get more units together so they can ship it out. Because they're usually quite quiet, and they usually give it like a six-month gap before they release anything. They don't tell you two years down the line like Microsoft and Sony do. They tell you literally six months out. It's like, oh, yeah, six months' time, new game to console. Guess what happens in six months' time? New game to console. Because they're pretty good at doing that sort of stuff. And with that... I think it's time for our next story. Resident Evil 4. 
Resident Evil 6 has a potential release date of 2025. You may, Speculations. You may need to start that again because you said Resident Evil 6. Did I say 6? I'm afraid. Nothing wrong here. I didn't make a mistake. Shh, don't say anything, Nigel. I didn't notice. Um, <laughs> None of you lot on the podcast heard anything, right? Yeah, don't tell. Don't tell the YouTubers. Um, Resident Evil Nine has a potential release date of 2025. Uh, speculation is rising about Capcom's plan for a Resident Evil series, with new information suggesting the release of Resident Evil Nine in 2025. In 2023. The prosper was which was a prosperous year for the uh, Capcom company, uh, with titles like Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6 performing exceptionally well in sales. Um, but they were hinting at uh, major new upcoming games releases like Monster Hunter World 2 um, and stuff like that. I like the remakes of like Resident Evil 2 and 3 and 4, and I'm, I want to code Veronica. I know it was the least least popular of the Resident Evil games, but I want to code Veronica. Um, there's no official announcement in regards to Resident Evil 9 or any new remakes in the... There's no there's no code Veronica remake. Um, um, but they need to have something big in 2025. Yeah, there's no, there's no two ways about it. They had The Village a while back, which was like, two, uh, like last year, was it, for The Village? Um, so they need something... So the, the Nathan, I think there's a character called Nathan Winters, which is the one from, um, I need to get this right now. Number eight. Eight and nine. No, eight, nine, sorry, seven, eight, and probably, hopefully, in number nine. There you go, got that one. Um, so oh, I don't know. Uh, apparently there's some uh, DLC and bits in regards to, to what happens to Ethan and uh, Rose Winter's story in the thingy, which raises questions about the gameplay perspective of Resident Evil 9. They might even just take it down a whole new alley because they they went down the kind of... They went first-person horror, which I think is the first time they've done that with Resident Evil 7, <laughs> which we played virtually, which is cool, but you couldn't get past the bloody woman in the attic. The crazy woman um, in the attic. The crazy woman in the attic. And given the fact that Sony have pushed Konami to do Silent Hill remake. There's there should be some Capcom should have a little bit of fire. They shouldn't get too comfortable if that makes any sense because you know Sony and Konami want to eat their lunch because there's there is room in that horror genre, that single player horror genre, which people keep how can I put it keep uh, forgetting about, and most of the decent indie games that you'll find on PC. Are, indie horror games so yeah it's i'm hoping that something something interesting comes through but yeah i i, I don't know sorry Nigel. i kind of they put they, they there's a there's a note here that says they hinted they hinted a code veronica remake maybe on the cards um and resident evil 5 um because of the silly silly reaction to it um, may be delayed because we are far more sensitive now than we were back then when it comes to these things. Even though that having Africans in Africa and 
And if you did it right, you'd see them as the victims, like you did for Raccoon City, of the Plagueis and Umbrella or Wesker or whoever carried it out, because I never did I never did Resident Evil 5. Kind of, I don't know. But, yeah, sorry. Well, waffled. <laughs> did you drink in? I was having a drink of water. Um, it'll, so, yeah. I think that it's possible they'll do another remake because they're loving that. That That's hitting a big time at the moment, all the remakes. So uh, Resident Evil 9 is probably on the cards because I think number eight um, did quite well. Uh, oh, it was it was it was received critically well. It was really received. There's lots of people who um who played it and enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, so yeah, it's um yeah, I think it was, and so that would have put a bit of fire in their belly to create a number nine, and maybe they move on with the story. I didn't I didn't play it, so it's not really Resident Evil is not something for me. But uh, there isn't. Resident Evil 2 Remake was fantastic. Resident Evil 3 Remake suffered from the same problem that Resident Evil 3 game did, where they rushed through the development because they were working at the time they were working on Code Veronica. Um and they wanted a fully 3D game for Code Veronica. And and they rushed Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 3, the, the antagonist, the nemesis creature was fantastic. It burst through doors and chased you down and, and made you think, oh, what am I gonna do? And because of Mr. Because the way they had Mr. X in the second one, which was like a big hulking great fella in a hat who followed you around, um, the nemesis, which was clearly clearly dangerous in comparison to this guy, um, it's one of the it's, it's down as one of the best game antagonists ever. Um, but saying that, I do would like to play. I would like to play. Maybe uh, I need to go back and have a go with Code Veronica because I remember I bought a Dreamcast for like a week to play Code Veronica and I took it back. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I kind of went off on one then. <laughs> Just remembering, remembering the days when I, uh, I was shameless. Oh, well, so what do you think? If you're, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, let us know. Do you think there's one in the works? What do you think it'll be about? Code Veronica. I want Code Veronica. Give me Code Veronica. Give me Code Veronica. I want to play it. I, I, I think the remake might do it justice. Anyway, on that note, uh, next story. <laughs> this one's from Babster. And, um... Yeah, Half-Life 3 rumours begin again, thanks to Gamescom. Um, the gaming community is abuzz with the renewed speculation of a potential release of Half-Life 3. How many times have we heard this story? For how long? They haven't done Half-Life 2 Episode 3. They have a problem with 3. There's not going to be a Portal 3 because of 3. There's not going to be Counter-Strike 3. Yeah, you may hear the other things, but there'll never be a Counter-Strike 3. Just, no, there won't be a Team Fortress 3. It's any other Valve game. Left 4 Dead 3. They had to make Back for Blood because they wouldn't make Left 4 Dead 3. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, Valve's 2020 release of Half-Life. Half-Life, Alex! Half-Life, Alex, um, reignited hopes for a much-anticipated launch of Half-Life 3. Especially given the cliffhanger ending 
uh, and Valve's more than hints at a Half-Life game in the pipeline. Now, the rumours that there's a room at the Valve uh, in the Valve building where they've just got Half-Life Three, and it's like a rec room. It's, it's like a meeting room, and they talk about it, and they go, they look at the money that's coming in from Steam, and they go, "Boys, we 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 don't need any more money. This is this is this is almost sickening. We're, we're just raking it in hand over fist, and it's legal. More importantly." Um, but yeah, so Valve, Valve fueled further rumours at Gamescom uh, with a screenshot from a Gamescom companion app, which listed Half-Life featured brands, although that the update in, uh, indicated it was a mistake um, released uh, due to an outdated version of the app. Um, I think that someone at Gamescom may have pranked the visitors to Gamescom. I think that's what's happened. I, I think that they um, they've they've just they've just done that. It's like ugh, aliens. It's aliens. I've got more chance of aliens landing on the White House lawn, or outside Number Ten, or outside the Kremlin, or the European Parliament Building, or the or Sydney Opera House. Canberra. Sorry, it's Canberra for that. Um, it's been subject to rumours over years. It. I. I don't know. They could do a Half Life Three, and people will go mental for it. But if they did a Half-Life 3, they need to build another game engine. Because at the moment, Unreal 5, whether you like it or not, is running away in that kind of third-party's development tool of choice. Yeah, because you can train lots of people up for it, you can get it done, and then if Steam really, if, if, if Valve were clever, and they released Source Engine 3, again, they can't do a bloody 3, and use that for games development, that would work too. But they'd have to be clever about it. It'd have to be cross-platform. It'd have to work on... It'd be primarily PC, but you should be able to port it to your PS5, to your Xbox series, um, mobile devices, whether you like it or not. I'm sorry, Nigel. Um, mobile devices, maybe the Nintendo Switch. So you can make these ports quite easily. Uh, I know that Christ, the, the Crytek engine could do some amazing things when that came out. Um, it was mistakenly listened... It was mistakenly list... At Gamescom in 2012, um, and then they clar had to clarify it was an error. So um, I think Babster's seen a UFO. This was his choice, and I'm like, oh my god, no, no, it's not, it's not happening, not happening, no, 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 no it's yeah. not happening. Unless Valve has some sort of master plan where they're going to build up a, a load of games, which is number one and number two of that said game for a number of years and then all at once they create a load of games with the number three in it alongside the engine three it ain't happening because they just do not make number threes well they don't the thing is because Oh my word, I'm not sure what happened there. Oh. Oh, okay, my camera's just copped out. Oh, it's, they... it's, it's, can you hear me? I can hear you. That was, okay, bit, all right, my, that was a bit strange. My camera, my camera is still working, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it stopped providing an image, which is fun in games. It, so I'm just going to switch it off, only, pop it back on again. Not only that, it, um, Repeated yourself. It was weird. I had to kick you off. 
That's fine. It's fine now. So, only, only I've got to bloody do the editing after, so it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's typical. It's 40 minutes in. That's where you look. Fucking 700 pound camera. Yeah, more com- problems with that camera than. Oh no, but the, the quality is miles fucking better than anything you get on things. I'm too scared. I'm too scared to take this outside. It's designed for outside. Oh. Oh, I've realised what's happened. My USB hub blinked out temporarily. Oh. Because it's because I've got lots of I've got my two I've got my two hard drives plugged in. Sorry, listeners to the podcast. This is the fun that we have behind the scenes. So it's um, yeah, it's all fun and games. I need to get my camera just reinitialized. But I'm just, yeah, Half-Life 3. No, I don't think it's happening. No. I really don't think it's happening. So um, let me just use, look, I'm just using the, I'd have to use classic camera. There you are. I use classic camera for a bit, some glorious 720p on a Mac camera. And it looks like I need to clean the lens. Um, but coming back to Half-Life 3, hang on a second. I'm on the driving seat. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he says. So, going back to, to half of the thing, uh, I don't believe this. I hear that every so often this comes out, yeah, and they go, oh, Half-Life 3 is coming out. Da, 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 da. Unless I hear new source engine. As soon as I hear new source engine, as I said, they've come up with a lot of design tools and this, that, and the other. That's when I'll know that Half-Life 3 is coming out because that will be the game that they used to showcase in order to sell the damn thing. Yeah, and then we'll get a portal, and then we'll get that final Half Life Two episode um, two that I've been waiting for for oh my god, over a decade. Um, so I'm called bollocks. Nintendo Switch, the new Nintendo Switch, Switch Two, or Electric Boogaloo, or whatever you want to call it. That 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 is more likely to come out. So. We'll leave it there, and we'll go on with our next story. And I'm gonna have fun putting that one together. I'm actually tempted to redo it, but next story. So, super rare arcade machine worth uh, thousands saved from dump. Um, a near perfect condition uh, working Discs of Tron arcade machine from the 1980s was found on the side of a road potentially worth $10,000. Uh, background for the Discs of Tron, it was released in 1983. Discs of Tron was uh, one of two uh, midway produced arcade games based on Disney's Tron film. Um, the game had a unique environmental cabinet which allowed the players to stand inside, immersing themselves in the digital world of Tron. Due to its size, over 700 pounds in weight, that's almost coming close to a ton there, and its complexity, few cabinets were produced uh, compared to other popular games of the era, making it a very rare find. At 700 pounds in weight, I can, I can imagine. Gaming historian Tim Lipin... Oh. Lapentino. Lapentino? Gaming historian Lim blah 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 Because I can't pronounce names. And the camera's throwing me off completely. It's not even Japanese or Polish, is the bit that gets me. Because they're the ones I really. Um, 
Whilst visiting his relatives in Chicago, after his niece mentioned seeing a Tron thing on the curb, the machine was found sitting by the curb, uh, seemingly discarded by the owner, who assumed uh, assumed, uh, assumed for garbage collector. Oh fuck! Anyway, beside the roadside, garbage collector was going to come pick it up, but because it was massive, they went, "Nah, fuck that for a game of soldiers." Um, <laughs> oh, dude, I've gone downhill. It's Friday. I, I, I do this better on Saturday mornings. I'll be honest with you. Um, but uh, the machine was in excellent condition, only missing uh, some artwork. Um, an internal counter, the in, sorry, an internal counter indicated the game played less than three thousand times. Given the condition and rarity, the machine could be worth up to ten thousand dollars or more. I imagine we'll hear about this further down the line, and it'll probably be worth be about twenty-five thousand to some billionaire. Okay, some nerd. Elon Musk will buy it. There you go. He'll buy it for for three thousand four hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. Because that's the kind of thing he does. Still pay too much for fucking Twitter. And Microsoft's going to pay too much for bloody Activision too. Um, but, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things which it's not often that you just drive down the road and say, oh, the, is that a copy of Afterburner? The cabinet with the stick and everything with the roll cage. Because um, I remember those things. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's an interesting find. Sorry, Norwich. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it is weird. I, I, I do wonder why the previous owner of that decided, I just don't want this anymore. I'm just going to chuck it, put it in the bin. Maybe it stopped working and it. Uh, he just thought, oh, it's going to cost me too much to get this working again. Uh, I've had my fun out of it. I'll just stick it on the curb, take it to a tip, whatever. I don't... I don't know why you would ever do that. In this day and age, I thought everyone stuck stuff on eBay. Yeah, that's, no, that's a point. Now think about it. You, you, yeah, I try you to encourage as many people to sell their cack on eBay as possible because you, you don't know. I've got you don't a, know. Somebody might want that or Facebook dude, Marketplace, would, for but saying that, But saying that, it's not sponsored by Meta, um, but you can uh, find us on Threads. No, it's a joke. Find us on Instagram. Um, but saying that... Uh, if a relative had died and that was in their like garage and they were mm. just clearing everything out because they were selling the house, that's the only, only time I think that would happen. I think there's a story there. The problem is I don't live in Chicago, so I can't really go and investigate. But there's a story there. There is a genuine story there, which I, I think why it came to came to be. And genuinely, if if anyone's got any news about this, let us know. We want to know about this. Do you, do you know any more? We're interested yes. to hear. Yeah, we are interested to hear. Man, I'm, do you know what? Because we're, we're ahead of schedule. I'm going to think, can we have another pop at the Half-Life 3? <laughs> I'm going to try this again, guys, because I just really want it. So I want to try the Half-Life 3 story again. And uh, yeah, thanks to the podcast listeners. Thank you very much for being patient. Thank you very much for listening. Had technical issues. Um, at least I didn't poo my pants. This time. Unlike <laughs> not planning on pulling my pants I'm just trying to think of the worst thing that can happen but yes um, so let's uh, let's try the um, what do you call it let's try the Half-Life story Half-Life 3 rumours at Gamescom the gaming community has been left buzzing with a new speculation about the potential release 
of Half-Life 3. Um, especially with Valve's attendance at Gamescom this year. Um, Valve's return to the Half-Life series happened in 2012 with Half-Life Alex uh, VR game, uh, uh, which reignited hopes for Half-Life 3. But we all know that Valve cannot do threes. And I know they can't do threes because I did not get Half-Life 2 Episode 3. I've been waiting over a decade for that, Nigel. I... Um, and they left with a with a really cool thing which had a crossover with Portal and a ship called the Aurora. And then there was the death of, uh, I can't remember his name, Eli, who was like one of the people who originally helped out Gordon Freeman. Uh, and it's, you know, Valve's presence, you know, it, it, it sparked the rumours. Like, hey, you know, we're going to have Half-Life 3. So it's like, oh, really? And then some pillock with an app listed it down. I think this has nothing to do with Half-Life 3 and everything to do with the fact that someone somewhere just listed Half-Life 3 down because they wanted it to happen. They were hoping that Valve might break and do something. But no. Um, no. Yes. Valve do not do threes. They haven't made a third engine. They haven't made Portal 3. Half-Life 3, obviously. Team Fortress Left 4 Dead 3. 3. Left 4 Team... Dead 3. None of those are in, in the works, as far as we know. They don't do threes. You never know. Maybe they'll do engine number three and then go, surprise! Threes, so are there. threes for everyone. This, this is the thing. This is the thing. You're talking about threes for everyone because if I hear, I, 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 if I hear that there's a Source Engine three coming out, then I will believe. Then I will believe that Half Life three is coming out because that's what they'll use to sell it, and they'll need to make sure it goes across all the platforms. Yeah, so it needs to make sure it runs on uh, PlayStation, Xbox Series. I know it would be very heavily uh, PC focused, but at the moment, when it comes to like games development, Unreal Five is eating their lunch, and they're even trying to chew into the to the Steam marketplace with the Epic Store. Mm-hmm. And given all of that, given all of that stuff, and the amount of money that uh, Epic make from just V Bucks alone in sodding Fortnite, right. yeah, it, it, it it's it's one of those things. I think we have been long overdue a Half Life Three. I think it's bollocks, and the reason one of the reasons I think it's bollocks is that Gamescom have already done this before in 2012, where they misled a load of people with a Half Life Three mention. Yeah, and then the organisers had to come back to everyone and say, no, 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 no Half-Life 3. It was an accident. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just Gamescom being Gamescom. Like you said, they've done this before. So it's like the boy who cried wolf. It's Nothing the, in it, mate. It's the, it's the what do you call it? The, um, do you know, the conference that called Half-Life 3. It is. And the time that Valve actually do want to announce Half-Life 3 eventually, one day, maybe, and games come and say, Half-Life 3, everyone will say, you're talking rubbish, mate. That's not true. No, no. What, what, they don't believe in you, the, mate. In the old days, you know what happened? The, it was Edge magazine. Remember Edge magazine? Yeah. It was the, the snazziest, nicest produced magazine of the lot. They had all the showcases of the games. It would have... It would start off and you'd have a picture of a near photorealistic face, half in light and half in dark with Gordon Freeman. Yeah. And then we could turn around and say Half-Life 3. That's how they do it in the old days. These days, I have no idea how you'd release that and make it as... 
big and bold uh, and make that statement when you come to release it. But I, I'm, I'm in the category that it might as well be aliens. Perhaps to pick a story, which is the problem is man sees uh, aliens and they probe him in the field. That's the real in, story here. In the wrong place. Or the right place, perhaps, if that's what you're into. And if you're wondering where Babster is, he's in a field being probed by aliens. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's that time we end the podcast with Babster being probed by aliens. Oh, he's going to love, he's going to love having the edit of this one. <laughs> How did you end it, guys? Well, um, you we ended it with you being probed by aliens, mate. Yeah. So the reason he's not here because he's being probed. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for bearing with us through our technical issues. Uh, for the podcast listeners, you're fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm allowed to swear on the podcast. I'm not allowed to swear on the YouTube videos, but I'm allowed to swear like fucking hell on the podcast. Uh, and you guys are fucking amazing. I know there's not there's not as many as we'd like of you out there, but um, if you've made it this far, try and get in contact with us one way or another. Just put some a review. Uh, go to the YouTube channel. Actually, go to the YouTube channel and write Babster Probed. Yeah, on actually, one no, of our just, videos. It doesn't no, no, matter actually, which video, actually. Yeah, no, actually, no, not, not Babster Probed. Just write Probed. That's it. Just one word, Probed. Yeah? Just write Probed on any one of our videos to, so that we know you're out there because we'd like to say thank you very much. We do have fun when we do our live streams and stuff, and this one is a bit more canned so we could fuck up to our heart's content not worry about doing it in front of people or have to be answering comments and this that and the other and yeah. again really appreciate you guys um i probably don't say enough but i i know there's a there's a good contingent of people out there that listen to us and watch our videos so thank you very much it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from me and we'll see you in the next podcast bye-bye bye-bye